0: 13 minutes it is uh, after 7 pm. Uh, we first take a look at the latest in the world of money and power. Bandila Matandela, market analyst, joins me to take a look at the latest uh, out in the marketplace. Mdagamatandela, manbuli is a squam girl.
1: Manbuli is a puta, a gunjan namsas.
0: Kapilegaman putting a
1: I know,
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> it seems. Uh, might be some of the uh, vaccine reluctant uh, who work for Discovery. Well, because this is uh, after Discovery, might make it mandatory for their employees to vaccinate. What's happening here? I mean, it certainly doesn't sound like the kind of thing uh, that should be allowed.
1: Yeah, so very interesting. I think. Yeah, it's I don't know, man. It doesn't
0: feel like they. We should, right? I mean, I, I can disagree with many people who are, you know, anti-vaxxers, um, but where I can't agree is where if somebody says <laughs> that now we must force them to. I mean, I, I, I don't think. <laughs> Let me present
1: present another way Mm. to look at it as well, Aya. And and I'm in no no way saying that um, this is correct or it's incorrect. I think um, Mm. in terms of injuries. Also, it then says if an employee gets sick and requires time off work, the employer has to put that employee on COVID-19 leave, which is paid leave. whether they get sick or not. Now, employers could argue that from a productivity perspective, they have to pay their employees even though they're they're losing productivity. Now, if an employer takes the stance that the vaccine might uh, lower your chances of getting sick, which means that even though you get infected, you'd still work from home and be able to still be productive. Maybe then they have an argument on their side to say, if we are required to still compensate you when you're sick, then perhaps you should be doing everything possible to make sure that you don't get sick. And if vaccine is one of the, 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 the areas that have been considered mm-hmm. as, 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 as something that can help Bandile. people get less sick, perhaps there's an argument there.
0: But Bandile, before you know, we had this seemingly ubiquitous supply of vaccines, question, non-pharmaceutical interventions, Now, I mean, surely the balance can be struck. I mean, if, if, if we're trying yeah. here to balance uh, people's rights, um, you know, and one of those rights here is choice of whether or not you're sticking something, you know, into my arm, uh, yeah. and uh, right or wrongfully so. And we want to balance that with, I guess, the public health implications of this. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, a middle ground might be one that says, look, if you're not willing to vaccinate, um, then you're going to have to stick to those non-pharmaceutical interventions, one of which is you have to work from home. But I guess that's not a, a luxury afforded to many that work in South Africa where, I guess, you know, I mean, if you're working in retail or you're working in construction, uh, are you going to tell me about yourself Yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, and and I think it, it it that speaks to sort of the directive that was released by O two last morning, sort of speaking about you know there needs to be considerations about the type of employment, you know. There's all those considerations, and I am in mean, no way saying I, this should be mandatory. You know, I think there's sure, a lot sure. to consider here. Yeah, there's constitutional rights, but I'm just saying, you know, if we're going to if we're going to analyze this and we're going to look at it, we have to look at it from all perspective. You no, know, no, it's, it's easy for oh. one to say I can't be forced to do this. But however there's also rights that other people have. Yeah. And if you look at where the the, the, the globe is going, um from from, from from in terms of a stance perspective, there's certain areas, certain uh, facilities that you can't um um access because if you don't have a vaccine. You know, so so it's starting yeah. to move towards that direction. You know, I mean, think I, for me it's taking a stand. Yeah, you did, you so did, did you see what was happening
0: did you see what right. was happening in France? Sorry, my brother. Did you see what uh, around this vaccine passport story? Yeah. I mean at yeah, some stage yeah. there they had people, you know, who went out to the streets protesting against this whole vaccine passport because two well, you can't even go to a coffee shop uh if you don't have like this vaccine passport, I don't know, the app on your phone or something like that. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. so it's quite clear, I mean, this is you know, certainly going to create all of these tensions. But I like the point mm-hmm. that you're making that we have to make sure that we present both sides, uh fairly so so that we accept that this is not so straightforward. I think it's it's quite complicated. Uh, there's a lot of things we have to balance. A lot of considerations that we have to take into account. And I think the point that you're making around occupational health and safety implications, you know, as a com something that you can compensate, uh, you know, as a result of COVID, I think is a very strong operational implication that certainly has to be considered here.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think. You know, I'm glad I'm not the the one who's supposed to figure it out. But I think, yeah. I think also to simply take a stance to say that if you don't vaccinate, we can't employ you, also is a bit too harsh yeah. and also a bit too yeah. premature. Uh. You know, I think there has to be various considerations and we have to find a middle ground here. And unfortunately, the middle ground might have to say, Specific careers um also it might have to look at saying if you concerned not to get vaccinated, perhaps you lose some of the potential benefits that you would have enjoyed you yeah, know i or think or there's a, a lot claim of there's or a lot of like that. Yeah, that because, still needs to go here
0: i mean I think you make a good point, so if there's a, a, a potentially a future claim that you might make uh as a result of uh, you know severe illness or death brought about by covid that you've contracted in the workplace, if often a vaccinator, then take the implication uh yeah. which is that you know you can't have access to that claim. I mean, we're just saying it here hypothetically, so we, we might not know. But Bandila, hold the line there for me for a second because I want us when we come back from the spot break to continue with this discovery story. And uh, I want us to take a look at the knock that Discovery Life took. And one by Life claims uh, a 2.5 billion rand earnings impact uh, to the year ending June, largely because of uh, COVID-19, minus 55% change. And we'll take a look at that uh, in the second part of our business trap. 22 minutes it is after 7 p.m. It's our business wrap here on Metro FM Talk. And I'm in conversation with market analyst Bandila Matandela. We'd love to hear your views. Send through your voice notes to us on our WhatsApp line on 079-191-4270. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this matter as it discover. Yeah, uh, some of you might say, I'm doing one drum. I would not do that. Uh, And, uh, or I, you know, I'm not willing to accede that particular right uh, to my employer. But uh, I guess, uh, you know, it's a tit for tat situation. Uh, But uh, you might have some different views. You might also work at Discovery. So you can send us your voice note there. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, I certainly do send those through on zero seven nine one nine one four two seven zero. We also on our studio line on zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Bandile, let's talk about Discovery's life business uh, taking a massive beating uh, on the back of, uh, I guess, uh, liability claims arising from people dying from COVID nineteen. I think we saw um, they said two hundred twenty thousand more people than the. Ordinary, I guess, historical trend of deaths and uh, that attributed uh, to COVID-19. Uh, but uh, I guess it does seem, you know, London, geographic diversification, uh, you know, that can be cancelled out if uh, you're on the cusp of growing a massive market out in China.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, we saw that report.
0: And, and maybe just, you know, I guess the, the other di- dimension to that, uh, if we look at the Chinese market, I mean, there's a lot of, th- they are suggesting even in the, in the Sen's announcement today uh, that, uh, you know, a big part of, uh, I guess, uh, why they are quite, you know, bullish on, on their prospects in China is on the back of uh, policy and regulatory change that allow for, You know, private uh, uh, medical provision, medical insurance and the like uh, with that uh, investment in Ping An Health. Uh, And uh, yeah, 126 percent improvement uh, in that particular investment, uh, operating profit of over 400 million rand. What do you make of that? And uh, I guess, you know, uh, I mean, how big an opportunity is there for the people who bring us vitality?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the opportunity is definitely there. I
0: mean, and uh, let's say in the insurance space, sometimes telling us that they've paid uh, contingent business interruption uh, claims of 1.7 billion rand to date, and uh, uh, on the I guess if we compare that to their gross claims that have been paid, around 10.4 billion rand, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, seeing uh, some very tight margins there, 6.7 percent underwriting margin, uh, yeah. and uh, seeing some challenges in. Uh, Many of their key businesses, at least of all their conventional insurance operation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think
0: now uh, we're hearing of a toy toy uh, <laughs> protest outside JP Morgan's London offices uh, by a group called Extinction Rebellion. Now, they're a climate uh, a group and uh, using hammers and chisels, we hear, to break. Glass in the Doors and Windows uh, of J.P. Morgan. And uh, this after, you know, a very interesting play here saying, uh, they put up a sign or a sticker saying, in case of climate emergency, break
1: glass. Break your window. Yeah, very, very interesting approach mm. to be able to stop that. But I think the bigger conversation more than the c- protest is really starting to look at the impact of some of these things on the environment and whether or not at the end of the day, you know, in the long run, we are actually um, uh, uh, setting ourselves up for, for, for difficulties as human beings because a lot of places are now inhabitable. You know, there's, this has a huge impact on potentially um, animals, um, which could also have impact on the livelihoods of people. So I think, for me, there is a broader conversation to look and to say, as we begin to expand, as we begin to look at new technologies, uh, you know, we need to start looking and prioritizing climate. Change because ultimately we have to make sure oh. that we preserve the 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 the, the planet, um, for 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 future generations. Yeah. So I think that's the bigger conversation. But I think in terms of this story, I'm not sure how effective those protests are going to be at actually uh, causing these companies to stop um, making the investment mm. that they're making.
0: Look, I mean, I think this one for me is an interesting, um, you know, spectacle, and I guess protests are that, right? It, it, it's an intentional spectacle. But I think for me, the the big impact, as you say, is likely to happen behind the scenes in the changing yeah. uh, preferences and in the changing, you know, uh, philosophies of some of the institutional investors. So Ababa petty Pension Funds, mm-hmm. you know, right through mm-hmm. to some of these large, you know, uh, institutional investors who ostensibly give, you know, JP Morgan funds and others to go and invest and, uh, you know, to on invest onto other, uh, you know, sectors, uh, which I guess is, is what is at stake here. Uh, and I think the more that changes, the more, yeah, maybe us here in South Africa might find ourselves in a pickle. I mean, uh, if you think about what we still have in Secunda. You know, it's the, probably the m- most polluting square mile or something yeah. like that in the world. So, uh, yeah, 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 not too good, not too good. Bandile, before we let you go, uh, let's talk just briefly of uh, the platinum sector. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've been, I guess, following the markets for a while. Um, and I must say... I. I there's just something about uh, you know whatever it is is happening in the platinum sector, and uh, it, every day it just makes me so scared that I think we probably at the tail end of the cycle and <laughs> i had i had a,
1: I had a similar um, <laughs> feeling um I, and of course I, i'm not uh, sure, sure. Uh, information but uh, I mean, I think the platinum industry has been you know uh, i think if you're in that industry you're an investor in that industry right now, you're smiling um you know ear to ear. You know, looking just at Impala um platinum and the results that they've shown, you know, double digit um revenue growth, double digit EBITDA growth. I mean you're looking at an EBITDA growth of about hundred and nine percent, headline earnings Free growth cash of about hundred and twenty five percent. the revenue 66. you know, it's 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 quite insane, I and of course they are of course benefiting, you know, from that just record rent pricing there's been significant higher sales volume so it look I mean it's a perfect time to be in the platinum sector right now for mm. me the biggest question if I was there would be looking at sustainability you know, and whether or not this is going to be ongoing and how long it will be ongoing. But yeah, of course, yeah. I think at this moment, it's an opportunity for them to build up reserves. It's an opportunity to, to, to settle some of the debt that they have, the companies that are playing in that space. But very, mm. very good news for Impala Platinum. I think the platinum industry as a whole is just seeing very, very good benefits mm. um, at this at this point.
0: Are we not overstating, Bandila, the um, comparator? So when we say 166% uh, free cash flow improvement compared to June 2020, now June 2020, we were deep in the throes of the hard lockdown. So is the comparison or the base that we're benchmarking against probably not too low?
1: I mean I think I think there's, there's 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 a point to be made there, I you know. I think perhaps maybe the comparison needs to take a step further to say, you know, let's so watch let, it. Mm. Yes, and let's yeah. look at the pre Covid nineteen sure, levels. Sure. Uh could use that as sort of the base. But I think of course, you know, if you're sitting as an executive at Platinum Impact now sure. and you need to present your financial statements to the board, you mm. know, which comparison are you going to be making? Course, you know, dude. But I think, uh, of course, in terms of just getting a, a proper understanding and analysis, it might, I'm sure they have internally looked at the comparison from a pre-COVID level, as well as mm. June 2020, you know, but of course, when it comes to presenting, you know, I would also mm. definitely show that comparison because it tells a very good story. But again, I suppose, I'm sure there is uh, conversations in those boardrooms just around the sustainability mm. around about, how realistic are these, and where and again, this point you're making you know what base here should we be using uh, yeah. for comparison purposes um but I think for me, you know I understand where they're coming from, and uh, nice. good news nonetheless um but I think even if we were to use twenty nineteen levels. You know, we'd still see some significant yeah, improvement, but sure. be looking at just how the platinum industry has been performing as a whole.
0: Yeah, indeed. And of course the tax man will also be looking at this very nicely, especially if it's yeah, yeah, yeah. declared. So <laughs> uh, But Bandile, let's leave it there, my brother. Unfortunately we have run out of time and I think if you know if you're an executive in the platinum space, which long as I share options at this point because yeah, you're gonna be smiling all of the
1: way to the bank. Bandile, <laughs> <matandela>. <laughs> <laughs> and just have a
0: great evening, my brother. Bye. Bandila Matandela, the market analyst, joining us for our business wrap. We take a brief break. Klasbuya uh, on the other side. Ofenza Mukwena tells us what's happening uh, with all of this uh, price discrimination in the world of budget airlines.